Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. Now, this time it's a turn of the Washington Commanders, and my guest for this time, our Washington fan, is none other than Chris Milner from the National Vintage League. How are you, mate? I'm great. Good to see you again, Bert. Yeah, it's good to see you too. It's been um, been a long time, so it's um, great seeing you once again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Looking forward to this. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I'm looking forward to your thoughts on a certain change in the team that isn't to do with players. So I'm looking forward to that chat later on in the podcast. <laughs> um, so every new guest we have um, sort of on these uh, NFL podcasts we do is to find out why they support the team they do. So for you, Chris, your first time on the podcast, what made you a Washington fan? Um, I... I think we discussed this on your other podcast. Yes. Um, I'll go through it again. Um, I was like, this guy's got no memory at all. I was like, Andy, you already asked me this on a different podcast. Um, yeah, so my dad um, started watching Washington in the 90s when it was on Channel 4. Um, and I was probably 10, you know, 9, 10. Um, and yeah, I used to go and watch them, watch the games with him when I couldn't sleep. You know, I'd go down because obviously they were on stupid early in the morning um and then kind of forgot about it for you know 15 years almost um which is then when i moved to washington and he said when i left i don't know if you remember this but we used to watch the washington redskins on tv and i was like actually i do i have nice memories of that and he was like so if you like american football and decide to follow it when you're out there don't be your glory hunter uh, I don't even think he said that. I don't think he gave me any indication Washington were bad. I think he was just like, support your home team. And I was like, yeah, I'll support the home team. Uh, and uh, yeah, never realized quite how awful they were, uh, but got on board. Because I, I had memories of the 90s. I was like, oh yeah, these guys are great. Yeah. Uh, at the time, they weren't great at all. Um, and I got to DC in, I think, 2011. Um, and at that time, Washington were awful. Uh, they... I think their quarterback was Rex Grossman. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quarterback controversy with John Beck, who was Mormon and wore weird <laughs> underpants, apparently. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then we traded the house to draft our G3. Um, and that season was the sort of first season where I felt the hope that would plague me for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I can't say much, but um, it's funny that like, I saw um, there was a guy interviewed on the YouTube channel, like they're asking different NFL fans from UK why a different team. And he was saying that they're both him and his dad, both fans. He's saying that my dad got to see three Super Bowls. I saw one playoff win in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's basically exactly the same story. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You summed and, it up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Just eternal pain. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, until recently, both you and Hugh on the on the shop had the same feeling. Probably, I mean, until Tom Brady came, you both probably had a point one playoff win between you in ten years. You and Chris, you and Hugh. Yeah, I know. Luckily, Hugh doesn't work here anymore, so now it's me and Willie, and so now we share the same, <laughs> yeah. you know, lack of championships and uh, <laughs> and you know, sort of crossed fingers and toes every Sunday. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, but I think Tampa showed. I mean, at least that. You know, it, anyone can do it. You know, I mean, 
there are there are lots of teams that have gone from from zero to hero in the history of the NFL, and you know that really plays into that that hope springs eternal game for all of you know the fans of lackluster franchises that you're there just thinking like, well, the Bengals did it, like we can do yeah. it, you know, and and that's the beauty of the game, I think, is mm. that you always have that chance until until that first kickoff when that zero and one comes in. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so hope that kills you, Andy. Yeah, it kills you. But you're a Miami fan, so you know all about that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen us play one playoff game in my entire life, and we lost that heavily to Steelers. So it's um, I'm, I'm hoping this year will be different. But it's the one year we get a superstar where about four teams get superstars as well. I mean, this off season's the worst off season to get your hopes up because we got Hill, and then the Raiders got Adams, and the Broncos got Wilson, and. JC Jackson's gone to the Chargers and Khalil Mack's gone there. It's just like that AFC is so strong. I mean, I wish we, I wish we were in the NFC, to be honest. It'd be much easier to make the playoffs because, um, yeah, like, I don't know who's going to miss out of the teams. You've got so many good teams in that AFC. It's so hard to see. I think teams are going to have 10 wins and not make it. I think it'll be multiple teams that will have double-digit wins and not and not make it. I think it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see who misses out really, especially from that AFC West, that division's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, you kind of feel sorry for, for well, every team in there that they have to yeah. play all the other ones. You know what I mean? Like any one of those, you could consider making a deep playoff run if they were in the NFC East, for example. But like you <laughs> yeah. said, they might, you know, get 10 yeah. wins and then and then not make the cut. But phew, yeah. thanks for the NFC. Cheers. Love it. Oh, I know. You must be loving it. Um, now, I was going to ask you about your NFL Sundays, but I know we did see for a little bit an insight into your NFL Sundays when we had League Live back in the day on your YouTube channel. Is that coming back this year? No, League Live and the NBL show were definitely products of the lockdown. Yeah, um, yeah. And by that, I mean we had a lot of time on our hands um, and, uh, you know, we were kind of stuck in this room. So we thought, well, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll start the pod and yeah. we'll, we'll do League Live and see where it goes. But now at the moment, it's my focus is on Channel 5 during the season um, because that now takes up my time uh, during the week where I would normally have done League Live. But I get paid and it gets me to games. So yeah. I prefer this one. Um, and yeah, Ash and I do a little podcast, um, you know, every week. Um, if you are desperate to hear my voice, but no, yeah, unfortunately, uh, all of the past iterations of League Live and the NBL show are uh, consigned to the archives now. Oh, sadly, no more stolen curries for us to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out Barat Mandari for that. Oh, yeah, what legend. Um, right, let's go to the commanders. Um, so, ins and outs, the main ones, ins are FA Abada, of course, a close friend of yours. And, of course, Carson Wentz, who um, you traded for second and third round picks for. Uh, main outs are Ryan Fitzpatrick to retirement. He lost Brandon Sheriff, Matt Ioannidis, Carl Allen, not that he's a massive miss, Ricky Seals-Jones, Eric Flowers and Landon Collins. You drafted wide receiver Jahan Dotson and quarterback Sam Howell, as well as re-signing Terry McLaurin, Bobby McCain, JD McKissick and also Montez Sweat. Now, as a fan, Chris... How have you found the off-season so far? Um, I have actually been pleasantly surprised with our off-season. Um, I think that looking back, uh, in hindsight, um, I like the Wentz acquisition. At the time, I'll be honest, I didn't. Um, but I got caught up in the, you know, 
the pipe dream that we might end up landing Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, looking back, never going to happen in <laughs> any way, shape or form. Um, and so when you take those two out of the equation and you look at the other quarterbacks that moved this season or who was a free agent, there's no one I'd actually prefer to have than Carson Wentz. You know, I wouldn't prefer to have Mariota. I wouldn't prefer to have Teddy Bridgewater. I wouldn't prefer to have Jameis Winston. Maybe, maybe Jameis. But like, you know, not many people that were on the on you know up for up for moving teams were are a better option. And you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk more at length about him um, a, a bit further in the podcast. But other than that, the fact that Curtis Samuel is in theory healthy who was a massively forgotten factor from us, for us um, and isn't actually like one of the most high, highly played, um, played players on the team, ridiculously. He isn't, isn't, hasn't played a full game for us, I don't think, ever. Um, the, the, the draft was good. Um, you know, I liked the fact that we traded. I liked the fact that we recouped the picks that we, that we lost for Carson. Um, I think Jahan Dotson's picking up a lot of hype in off-season um, minicamps. Um and, you know, I, 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 as long as our defense can, you know, take the leap back to the 2020 defense that, that got us to the playoffs um, or nearly to the playoffs. I mean, no, it was, it was a wildcard game, wasn't it, against Tampa Bay that we lost? Yeah, I think That's right, yeah. You know, we'll, do, we'll do well. Taylor Heineke with the dive and then he beat them last year. Um, he was, it was one of our only great wins was against the defending <laughs> Super Bowl champions. And I'll tell you that's my growth. <laughs> um. You're talking to quarterbacks, of course, Carson Wentz. He hasn't, he was obviously, everyone knows the story. He was on course to get MVP in that season. They won it. He got injured. Nick Foles came in, stole the limelight. Never really been the same quarterback since. Of course, everyone last year thought, you know, with back was Frank Reich, he was going to be the quarterback we remember. But this season wasn't great in what was a really good offensive line. So do you think this is finally the year he'll come back to his old self? Or do you feel like myself that, Maybe his best days are done. Well, the bottom line is, it doesn't really matter whether he is or he isn't, because Sam Howell in the in the fifth round was, I think, the quarterback steal of the draft, and everyone say everyone that watches college football was saying he was the most pro ready quarterback that was available, and the fact that we got him um, so late is, was a real boon. He also played with the Army Brown at North Carolina. And so as long as Washington have the patience to let him sit um, this season, regardless of how badly Wentz potentially plays, I think that the future is bright for Washington. And I think that any true fan of a franchise would always say, I don't need to win a Super Bowl next year if you promise me that we'll win three and five. You know, and I think that that's the mentality that Washington fans have to have now. They have to have patience. Um, they have to, you know, potentially deal with, you know, another not great season if Wentz isn't up to form but that's fine you know we're building a young team we'll get a decent draft pick and then maybe Howell starts next year after having learned and you know we have a really good dynamic team with a culture change that you know Rivera's been implementing slowly over over the years that he's been there um the flip side the good side is if Wentz does end up returning to form great um because let's be honest his biggest knocks objectively, are his lack of accuracy. I think he was the second lowest accuracy rating of any quarterback. And the fact that he has a tendency to play hero ball. Um, however, he's got a huge arm, okay? And he's got balls, and he doesn't mind a little scamper, right? So 
for me, your offensive weapons are attractive. You've got Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Deami Brown, all run four four forties. Okay, Washington's O line isn't bad, and if you give him a little bit of time, one of those four guys is going to get open. And it's been so long since I've seen a Washington quarterback that can really push it down the field, and I mean like sling it. You know, I don't ever remember seeing that. Um, and so that's exciting for Washington fans that we finally have the ability to stretch the field. We have a quarterback that, in theory, has the talents to do so. And even if he's not hitting receivers straight in the numbers, Terry McLaurin, 0% drop rate. Jahan Dodson, 0% drop rate. You know what I mean? Like, those guys have catch radius, and I think that they'll cover a lot of his mistakes. And in the same way Pierre Garçon did for, for Kirk Cousins when he had those Pro Bowl seasons with Washington. He was throwing behind him half the time, but Garçon had such a great catch radius that he can grab it wherever. And so, you know, I think when you take into the account those, those little factors – that you've got a faster team, you've got more weapons, you've got, you know, a solid O-line. All you need to do is fling it to the right guy and just hope that they do the work. In theory, it could work. But then we've got Sam Howell as a backup if it doesn't. Yeah, I never thought of that way. That's a good way to be. I mean, you know, a bit like, um, you know, when, even when you signed with RG3 and also Kirk Cousins in the same draft, and then obviously Kirk Cousins came in and became a much more ready NFL player than RG3 over time. Not that he's anything special, but I think he um, certainly maybe the same thing happening again. Um, now, the biggest change to Washington this offseason, which I know you weren't too happy about, was the name oh. change. Um, obviously, oh. everyone knows it was the Redskins. Then we saw for two years, Washington football team. Um, has your opinion changed or are you still against that the name to the commanders? Um, I, I mean... I'm glad they changed the name from the Redskins. I'm annoyed they changed it from Washington football team um, because I finally, after two years, was able to say that without stumbling. And eventually it kind of rolled off the tongue, like Washington football team. Yeah, Washington football team. It's just, it ended up being like quite cool. And in the end, I was like, this is actually pretty, I quite like this. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's different. You know, it's, it's I mean, simple, not I mean, basic, I guess. But I liked it. Commanders, we'll see. If they win me a Super Bowl, I'm all on the Commanders train. But, you know, put it this way, and I've said this before, there are a lot of stupidly named teams in the NFL, but they, as soon as they start winning, people forget, you know, do you think that any new franchise would ever want to be called the Dolphins? No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, no one be like, I don't want to be named after a, a, an intelligent fish. Do you know what I mean? I want to be like, you know, the death birds or something. Um, yeah. But, you know, then they win and everything's good. You know, the Buffalo Bills, that's also a stupid name, I yeah. think, objectively. Um, you know, and I, and I think there are, there are a few examples of that. So bottom line is winning changes opinions. And that's what the commanders have to do to get me on board is, uh, is, is and also give us a good mascot. You know, they're not releasing the team mascot until week 16 against the Browns, which is ludicrous. Um, yeah. They're not giving us a mascot until the end of the season. However, there are, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we shank it again. But the obvious, obvious choice is the Commandalorian. And it's like a Mandalorian in full, like, burgundy and gold armor that Washington fans have been mocking up and dropping a lot on Reddit and being like, this is the way, take command like this. We'd all get behind the Commandalorian. Um, but it's probably not going to be that. 
and we'll all be disappointed. And at that point, it will we'll, we'll be three and thirteen, according to Adam Rank. So you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm looking at it now on Google the uh, Reddit. That looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would love that to be the uh, the mascot. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Because we kind of need an identity. Because at the moment, our first down noise is the Mario level up sound. Is it actually? Mario. Yeah. I never, I never noticed that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. It's like, it's, I mean, it's funny that you. It's not funny that you don't know it because we so rarely get first downs. It's very rarely played. <laughs> it's maybe one of the most underplayed sounds in the NFL. But yeah, it's like do 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 like that. Whatever the the Mario noise is. But yeah, yeah it's um, it's weird, and I don't know, don't know why we have it. Um, yeah. What do the Dolphins have when you get a first down? I don't obviously I'm going to my first Dolphins game because because whatever whatever on Sky or even Red Zone like that. So I rarely hear as if I have a first down noise. So I couldn't tell you if I'm honest. Um but I know obviously I know our fight song when we score touchdown, I know we play that song. But in terms of the um I'm not sure, I'll find out when I go there this year what the actual hard one is. It's funny because the the Falcons, right? The Falcons first down noise is that that screech, the Falcon screech. Like, oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. And and when we first heard it, <laughs> Ash was like, "Why do they keep playing a firework noise?" I think that's supposed to be a falcon. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. The Atlanta firework. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that's pretty cool. When I went to that game in London, that was a that was a really cool cool noise. I did like that. Um, talking of stadiums, actually, um, of course, one thing that has been rumored in the off season. Is a change to your stadium. FedEx Field has been there for years. In my opinion, it needs changing because it is seems to be a curse on quarterbacks for injuries. Um, and also the fact that we all saw was, was a Jaden Hurts last year where he um, you know, he was w- walking down towards a tunnel and the fans sort of fell on him. Um, so what's your obviously I think the stadium is gonna be actually smaller in capacity potentially and further away from DC. Um do you want a new stadium, or are you are you, are you happy with FedEx? Uh, well, I, I think you'd have to be crazy to be happy with FedEx. Um, it's the one stadium named after a delivery company in which the event never delivers uh, <laughs> for the fans. Um, but <laughs> the, the thing is, the problem is, until Snyder goes, no one's going to want to give him anything, you know, because. He's, he's literally human garbage. And there's so many stories of him. There's like Reddit, uh, Reddit and Twitter threads about all of the terrible things he's done uh, whilst he's been in, in, in control of, of Washington. And the fans basically, and I think everyone thinks, and, and unless this guy has completely nothing to do with the organization, we're not going to give them anything because why should they? I mean, he's in theory been stealing money from you know, other owners in terms of ticket revenue, you know, he's like refusing subpoenas to testify. You know, he got a park ranger fired for daring to complain when the guy chopped down trees in his back garden that were part of a national park so he could have a better view. You know, it's, he's awful. The cheerleader scandal, he's just like human trash. Um, And, you know, I don't see the team going anywhere, whether it's stadium or uh, advancing in any true, real, meaningful way until he isn't associated with the organisation. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that there was a point, was it two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was, where 
I think the game was going for $7, I think, at one point, Washington games at FedEx Field. It was something like that. Josh was Norman it. was giving them away, giving them away yeah. on the street, players out in the street, giving, trying to give tickets away. And everyone's like, nah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, even now. And I mean, the I, curse of the ACLs, you're not wrong. I mean, it's where also, not just quarterbacks, it's also where Adrian Peterson tore his ACL. Um, yeah, that's right. As well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, in theory, they invested in new turf, but I mean, hmm, mm. we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I've obviously booked to go to America for three months, as everyone knows now, and I was looking at tickets, stadiums to go to, I really want to go to, and that was not one of them. <laughs> Washington, yes, but I would not go to a game now. I think it's the stadium needs fast changing quickly, and I think that it's um it's a shame because I think Washington's one of the, the best franchises in terms of history with the years of the, the whole Doug Williams situation, which I, I love watching his football life. You know, you've got so much history involved in that team. If it's to be ruined by just one gentleman, it, it's quite it's quite a shame, really, if I'm honest. Big time. Yeah. Agreed. Final segment of the podcast is gonna be the record predictor. Now, I'm going to give Chris, as you know from the previous two episodes, 18 games, so 17 games, I should say, uh, across the 18 weeks, and he has to give me one word answer, win, loss, or tie. So, nice, easy start for you. Week one, at home to the Jaguars. The, as in, game one of the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour. (laughs) Yeah, because, absolutely. you know, as you mentioned, he famously didn't manage to beat the Jaguars for the Colts last yes, year in yeah. the playoffs. He gets released. So I'm saying resounding win week one. Carson Wentz begins yeah. the revenge tour with a statement and we win week one against the Jags. Fantastic. Week two away to the Detroit Lions. The Carson Wentz revenge tour game two against <laughs> Jared Goff who got drafted the same year as him. Wow. I, I so everyone forgets about that, this eh? revenge store game. Yeah. Um, I say we beat the Lions as well, but only just. I think the Lions are actually going to be quite a good team this mm. year. I agree more. I think they're one of the surprise teams for me. I think they could surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, week three, um, the Wentz tour continues, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> um. I think we lose this one. <laughs> uh, I, I think we lose this one. Um, I think Philly looked like a very strong team. Um, uh, I, I don't want to be a complete homer on this prediction thing, so I'll be benevolent and say, yeah, we'll, give, we'll, we'll lose this game to the Eagles. But I think we beat them when we go and play them in Philadelphia later in the season. Well, I'll, I'll put that on now. Might as well put that on now. Give you an extra win. Where's that on the schedule? There it is. Um, week four. On the road to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we're going to lose that one. Not going <laughs> to lie. Want us to <laughs> want us to win, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think we we, we do. Um, however, I do think we we win in the final game of the season against them when we play them again. So I think I think New York is the only team we're going to sweep this year because we have them before and after our bye week. Um, yeah, that is fair. So, week five at home to the Tennessee Titans. Win. Absolute win there. I think the Titans are, aren't going to be as good as they once were, no. unfortunately. I agree. I mean, I do think Mike Vrabel will be the only reason if they do well. He'll be the reason why. I think he's a brilliant coach, but I think 
losing AJ Brown and Traylon Burks, who I like coming out of college, but from all I've heard so far, he's come in overweight, apparently, in, in training camp uh, and looking out of breath, apparently, in training. So I think they'll still get nine, ten wins, but I do think that the Colts will win their division, personally. Um, yeah. I we, think it will be a close game. I think it will be, I think, it, you know, it will be like, you know, a 13 9 game or a 13 10 game. Um, but I think it will be Derek Henry versus our run defense. Um, you know, and, and I think that the Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and for Darren Mattis and Co. come out on top in that one, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. <clears throat> Week six, a game I'm going to on the road to the Chicago Bears. Um, I think. We play um, the, uh, the NFC North. I think it was NFC North and the NFC South teams um, in, in in their entirety, and I think that we're going to beat the Bears. I think we're going to beat the Lions, and I think we'll lose to Green Bay, and I think we'll lose to Minnesota. Okay, so that is Week Seven and Week Nine. So you've got obviously Packers Week Seven. Yeah. Vikings. I'd love to beat the Packers because I'll be watching it with Ash and there is nothing oh, sweeter. Yes. Um, but yeah, but I unfortunately I don't know whether we do. And I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be an idiot and say, yeah, we're gonna beat Green Bay. It'd be great if we do, probably won't. But we'll see. And I did miss that, I think, your addiction against the Bears. The Bears we beat. That's fine. Um, and then week eight, in between the Packers and Vikings, you have a road game away to the Indianapolis Colts. The ultimate revenge game. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of them, isn't it? I can't not back Commander. I know, it's the revenge tour. It's yeah. actually the 2022 Carlson Wentz revenge tour. They scheduled it that way, I promise. Yeah, um, yeah we batter the Colts. We batter them. Do you reckon? I'm, 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 I, I think we, yeah, I think we beat them, you know, yeah, forty-two ten. Let's go! Wow, that is confidence. That is um of the extreme. I like, just, I'm just tired of the. I'm just tired of the amount of crap they're giving. It's like, it's like when a couple break up and then one person can do nothing but like badmouth the other person on Facebook for six months afterwards. Yeah. that's what the Colts have been doing. You know, <laughs> what I mean, they're so desperate to to justify getting rid of him that they're just slandering him at this point. And so many Colts players have come out and been like, I don't get what the hate's about. He was a great teammate. You know, there wasn't any issue with him at all in the locker room. You know, we, we were surprised when he was released. All of this sort of stuff. So, you know, part of me is just feeling sorry for Carson there because, um, you know, I don't think he deserves the, 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 the hate on that one. And I, and I hope he, he balls out against him. Well, you might have an absolute field day, week 11 and 12, on the road to Texans and a home to the Falcons in weeks 11 and 12. How do you see them games going? Double win, bro. Falcons aren't going to do it, not with Mariota. And Texans, sorry. Davis Mills, no thanks. So then week 13 is the Giants and week 15, uh, both with a bye in the middle. So week 16, on the road to the 49ers. Uh, yeah, we'll probably lose that. Not gonna lie, I think that's a bit of a trap game. Um, I think everyone's uh, everyone's quite quick to count the 49ers out um, in that division. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that we lose that one. We drop that one. And then week seventeen, who knows? We'll be caught back by then. But you host the Cleveland Browns, and that is the debut 
of the new mascot, as I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say right now, if the mascot's the Commandalorian, we win. If it is not the Commandalorian, we're going to lose. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so I think I've... My, I think I've this and, then, and then we beat the Cowboys. <laughs> then Cowboys is, is week 18. So I think... Beat the Cowboys in Jerry World to finish the season, claim first spot in the NFC East, and knock the Cowboys out of playoff contention. That's how the season's finishing. So just a check. Eagles and Washington make the playoffs. Do you reckon both teams? Checking. Yeah. One of them gets a wild card. Because remember, like you said, the NFC is a terrible conference. Yeah. And so, you know, teams have been making wild cards in the NFC with, you know, terrible records. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, Seahawks famously got in with a losing record and then won the Super Bowl. So, you know, you never know. We're lucky we're in that, in that conference. That's the thing. Yeah. Definitely good. I think you'd have no chance in the AFC of, of making no. it out of there. No. No. Absolutely. So I think I might have missed the yeah, you would win against the Jags, win against the Lions. Was it a loss against the Eagles? Yes. And uh, split against the Eagles, split against the Cowboys, right. lose to the 49ers, Vikings, um, and Green Bay. Um, yeah. But beat everyone else. Okay. So that means that's eleven and six. Well, depends on if the Mandalorian is the is the mascot. It could be either ten and six, or we'll say eleven or ten point five. And and um, my math is up. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll say. 11, don't worry. 11, I mean, it's because they they've made it seventeen games now, and it's ruining everyone's predictions because you've got to do <laughs> extra maths in your head. <laughs> yeah. so I could add. I could make sixteen in my head before, but now I'm going to make seventeen. It's harder. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, all... don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's a very optimistic one. Yeah. But I am kind of reacting to Adam Rank's prediction that we were going to go three and 14, oh. which I just think is one of the most insulting things I've ever seen. <laughs> and so, like I said, I said, I'm probably just Rank's here. I'm here. It'll probably end up being somewhere in the middle. Um, I think we'll win a few games that no one's expecting us to win, but I think we'll definitely drop a few games that people, you know, Think, think that would be a shoe in. The Lions, I think, will be a hard game. You know, mm. I think everyone's like, oh, you're starting the Jags and Lions, it's easy. It's like, well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I think the Lions, I think, could really surprise a few. I really do. Um, but yeah, that is the end of the Commanders season preview episode with Chris. So thank you again for Chris coming on, first of all. Thanks for having, having me, Andy, and listening to my hopeful optimism. Yeah, and I, I, I can't wait to go, come back to this in February and see everyone's predictions and realise how wrong you were. All, all right, you never know, but I, I think you could be... Um, I, I think they could have a good season, but I just think that maybe not, not quite 11 wins, personally. But, um, we have an easy schedule, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the AFC South, everyone wants to play them, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and Cowboys aren't really looking like they used to. Giants are definitely not looking good at all and that accounts for four games of the season you know so we'll see um but everything in theory is falling into place for us it just depends on whether you know we can we can bring it all together um but like i said even if we don't that's not reason to panic if you're a washington fan because i think the future is very bright for us and hopefully schneider's not going to be here past another year or so so, in theory, the new era of the Commanders, the new Ron Rivera, if he lasts that long, 
mm. is going to start 2023, in my opinion. Well, fingers crossed that happens. Um, so yeah, be sure to check out Chris's website, uh, National Vintage League, which, of course, I'm sure you will know. And, of course, his new podcast with Ash, which is called And the NFL. So that's on Spotify and Apple, is it? Yep. And we try to trick people into thinking it's around the NFL. So we try and pick up viewers that way. Um, <laughs> this sounding slightly similar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That's good. I might try and change my podcast to um, around the podcast or something or... Um, I don't know. Good, good morning, UK or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Car school sports. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is the end of the podcast. So thank you once again, Chris, for coming on, and we'll see you for our next season preview. Always a pleasure, Andy. Good luck this season. Thank you. You too.